Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. As usual, I am Chez. Get used to it. It's not going to change. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I am still Miguel, very much so. And I'm Rod. What's popping, people? What is popping, indeed? What's popping is fucking utter insanity over in the MCU. At this point, like, it's it's allegedly been confirmed by a Sony source, but that's just too crazy. Fucking Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, like a live action Into the Spider-Verse. Get the fuck out of here. I don't believe that shit, yo. That's bull. Right, and then plus we got the news before from Doctor Strange being in the movie, Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. Like, what what the hell is yeah. going on? But the thing is, I do think it's still rumors, and I think there's gotten there, there's some stuff come out where like conflicting information. So, but I'm choosing to ignore that, and I want to live in this potential that we're actually getting Toby, Andrew, and Tom all together in one movie. Jesus Christ, guys, what do you think? And don't forget about the rumors of Emma Stone and 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 the Harry Osborn from the uh, Amazing Spider-Man movies, right? They're, they're rumored to be appearing in this movie as well. Oh, really? I haven't heard those rumors. Mm-hmm. What? I'm gonna go ahead and think that it's honestly just a lie because of the pandemic. Suicide rates are up, and I think at Marvel they just want to give people a reason to live, but that's not gonna happen. Dang. Yo, bro, you think Emma Stone will get powers and become Spider-Gwen? That'll be lit. What? Yes, that, like, that would be insane. That'd be insane. That'd be epic. There'd be a lot of money in that. There would be a lot of money in that for Disney. Yeah, because I do think that's one of the best things to come out of the, the those movies, right? That I really loved Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Like, she played really well. And I could see her kicking ass. Like, I could see her, you know, getting fucking spider powers and like, ah, that. That'd be, that'd be fucking cool. I would love to see a live action Spider Gwen suit. Oh my God, that would be so cool. Mm, yes, man. But like, let's just hope this is for real. Cause, cause you're saying exactly, they're doing this for suicide prevention. <laughs> but if it comes out that, you know what, it's all rumored, it's not going to happen, suicide rates are going to go fucking up. You know, people are going to be like, fuck this. Yeah, but then they could be like, hey, we told you that, but. Here is Eternals and Shang-Chi. <laughs> and I'm still going to be like, all right, who, who the fuck are these characters? <laughs> like, who, like, I don't think even not any one of us know these characters well. Like, I know the Eternals because I've read some of their books, but like, <laughs> not really. Like, okay. No, yeah, but fine. Fair enough. Like, all we can do is hope as far as like a live action Spider-Verse, which is kind of what it's looking like. We imagine like we just get like fucking... I'm hardly just throwing in that shit too. That'd be insane. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. I love, I love Rod's confidence. I wish, I, I want that fucking confidence too. Well, I mean, as per the yeah. data, he has the room to have so much conviction so far. He's yeah. I mean, that's Sony's biggest gun, right? They never like released their clutches on the Spider-Man franchise because they know how valuable it is. And they can just keep building off of it. And, and people want the Spider-Verse. We're getting the Bat-Verse, right, in the Flash Flashpoint movie. Right, because that's the you other know? crazy thing, right, that we've been hearing that 
if this is fucking true, guys, we're going to have those two movies parallel, right? We're going to have this Batverse movie with fucking Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton. Uh, uh, that That's it, right? Those, those would be the only Batman right there. Not not uh, Pattinson, of course. And then no, well, no, no, may, no. maybe we might have the Dean Morgan, uh, 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 Thomas Wayne Batman. Uh, and then Spider-Man with all these Spider-Men. Jesus Christ. But yeah, that's just a giant rumor with some slight confirmation. But something that is fact, though, is, and I'm, like, super excited. I was so surprised by it. Michael B. Jordan is going to produce a Static Shock live-action movie. I'm all for that. That's going to be amazing. Yes, and weren't we just talking about the Static Shock uh, uh, movie, I think, in the last episode, right? Like, that we were thinking because of the show. Um, This is great. Uh, This is awesome. Like, I'm excited to have somebody like Michael B. Jordan that he really, like, I can tell that he loves comic books. He believes in these characters and especially, like, the representation in terms of diversity, what it represents. So I know he's going to be involved to making sure it's it's a good product, you know, that hopefully it's not just one of those crappy fucking films but what 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 company's producing this movie i don't even know is it sony or i have no idea but oh, i'm just like Warner have, brothers I, right is it Warner brothers i mean it is a dc yeah comic book. right exactly yeah, yeah so i don't think he could have like had his own production company and then just done the character at will so i'm pretty sure some type of like partnership with warner brothers but i'm calling it now jaden smith aesthetic shock nah <laughs> calling it now i see it I see it. Hmm. Jaden Smith. <laughs> it's not too crazy. Jaden Smith, aesthetic shock. Watch. But is he is he a good actor? Jaden Smith? I don't know. Like I've seen some of the movies he's been in are not the greatest, no. I mean, I think there's been what was what he did the karate kid, um with uh what with, was it? With uh what's this dude's name? Jackie yeah, Chan. Yeah, yeah, with Jackie Chan. The Karate Kid remake, which I didn't see, but I heard okay things. Me neither. Uh, then he did some other small roles with his dad. But aside from that, I don't... that other that other movie nobody saw. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> uh, but I still like I just see it happening just because of the name, and I don't know. There's something in my gut that's telling me Jaden Smith is going to be Static Shock. It's a matter of time. Watch. And don't you guys remember also, didn't he have this thing for a while where people were making fun of him because of the tweets or something that he was posting? He was just po- uh, posting like the dumbest ass shit out there in the world. Like people were thinking like, you know, be good parents and take his phone away because he's just being an idiot. Like, I don't know. Like I want, I don't know. I, I don't know how he is now. You know, I'm not sold by his acting skills. You know, I love Will Smith, but I'm like, that's not good enough. Dude, <laughs> shit. Like, I don't know. I want somebody that's going to rock the role, man. Yeah, I like him. The, the guy wore a White Lantern Batman costume to his prom. He he won me over just with that. Wait, but... Jaden Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's pictures online, guys. Look it up. <laughs> he was White Lantern. How that's obscure right there. White Lantern Batman. I think he was just like a White Lantern for like a panel or two or some shit. Okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> I just saw it. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit more sold on this than if he's got that knowledge, then okay, cool. All right. Yeah, it worked. Cause I mean, to make that choice, either either it was something as base as I just want to go as Batman, but in all white. But or if he went as White Lantern Batman, that means he understood like the war of light with like all the different like what are they called? The uh 
the lantern cores and like the role Batman played. If he read the War of Light, that'd be pretty impressive. And holy shit, guys, before we jump into our next segment, we have a bit of a surprise for all of you. Um, I'm so glad that we got to pull this off. We had some technical difficulties earlier on, but it turns out that everything worked out. The planets aligned and the Legion has its first guest all the way from DR. We have Elias Ceruli. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's actually Ceruje. Yeah. Correct. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah. Uh, um, it's, it's not the worst I've heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he is a stand-up comedian for about five, six years, correct? If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. Which is an incredible feat by any standards, because that seems to be one of the hardest things that anyone can do, even harder than trying to jump over tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> but uh <laughs> so um we were just talking about uh, the incredible news with the, all the stuff that's going on Spider-Man and Michael B. Jordan about to produce, you know, like the new Static Shock movie. And yeah. we were about to hop into a fan casting for Miles Morales that we were all just trying to always see happening in honor of like the old school Wizard Magazine fast castings from back in the day. Um any thoughts you'd like to share on that, and then we can get to know you from there. I'm sure su- I I've I've been a super fan of like the Spider Verse for years, so whenever I see some Spider Verse thing happening, I get pretty excited. So, like when I see that um, Andrew Garfield and Toby are being supposedly cast for the new, like for the new Spider Man, it's it's i'm like i don't even care if it goes well i'm just geeked out that it's happening you know? exactly exactly because i i don't know if you guys there's a spider-verse like series in in comics that's that's wild like i just love all these spider-man and into the spider-verse was great so speaking um, of your love for spider-man though i do want to ask you because we did have this yeah. discussion in detail a few episodes ago for us where we all decided who's our favorite uh live action spider-man so out of coming back tom oh. holland andrew garfield and toby Maguire, you have to say it right now on air for the whole world to know who's your favorite spider-man i think it's holland and that is the right answer good that's correct that's good, <laughs> good job okay so this is about to get it's about to be a fight or is everybody on board no some people hate you right now yeah okay cool that's definitely the incorrect answer but okay <laughs> yeah just likes andrew garfield uh, okay see like it's it's either toby <laughs> or holland exactly. it's definitely not garfield <laughs> that garfield all- garfield's hair was magical yeah, I mean, because Garfield was kind of like, I think hiring Andrew Garfield for Spider-Man was kind of like getting, fuck, what's his name from Parks and Rec? Um, oh, Chris Pratt? No, not Chris Pratt. It was getting... The dude who played Ben? Uh, yeah, <laughs> with the huge hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 damn, uh, I know who you're talking about. Jason Schwartz. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That's John Ralphio. Okay, okay, gotcha. John Ralphio, Ralphio. exactly. Yeah, yeah. John Ralphio. Because, yeah, 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 yeah. like, Garfield's hair, I was like, how did you get this much hair into into this, this just this Spider-Man costume? Like, that was impossible. 
I think those are the the fakest thing in Spider Man. Just putting all this hair into this tight costume. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but my favorite Spider Man is Nicolas Cage as Spider Man Noir. I don't think that'll ever be top, and they should if they're smart. They'll bring him for the Spider Verse movie for a cameo. That was I loved it though. Uh, that was pretty good. I liked every casting in, in Spider-Verse. That was great. Oh, right, right. Because I forgot because Nicolas Cage voiced Spider-Man Noir in the in the in the animated film, right? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> uh, Spider-Ham was um Spider-Ham is the shit. Yeah, Spider-Ham was uh was a stand-up comedian. It was uh Oh word. I'm so bad with names. Is the guy from Newintown and Comeback Kid? Um he did he did a show with Nick Kroll. John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Now, yeah. John Mulaney, Spider-Ham. Oh, that's wild. That's And he yeah. did a really good Spider-Ham, yeah. <laughs> and, to sw- and to sweep back to Static Shock, I'm going to call it again, Jaden Smith as Miles Morales. Wait. I see what? it happening. What? I see it happening. <laughs> in a live you action want, casting. You want Miles Morales in the Static Shock movie? No, no, no. I want that. Being played by Jaden Smith. No, no. I want the same actor to be played by... Um, I mean, I want... Both characters to be played by the same actor, right? Oh. Elias, because right, right before you joined us, we were just discussing that, and and Chaz suggested that Jaden Smith would be a good Static Shock, and I guess he wants him to be a good Miles Morales. Too. I don't, I don't think he'd be a good Static Shock though. Thank you, I agree with that too. <laughs> I don't think so. No, yeah, you're right. He'd be an amazing Static Shock. Mm. <laughs> nah, I don't buy it. I, don't, I mean, he's, he could be a versatile dude, and he can change a lot, but I don't think I'd buy into Jaden doing Static Shock because Static Shock was. He wasn't that, I don't know. He wasn't that weird in the sense of like, <laughs> exactly. like in school, he wasn't like the weirdo kid necessarily. He was just a kid, like a pretty normal kid. So I don't know. I don't, and I, he was also like a, like a stronger dude. So I'd see like a bit of a chunkier dude doing static shock. Yeah, that's a total, yeah, fair enough. Fine, I'll give you that. Yeah, it it, it basically it basically comes down on in and can Jaden Smith play a normal person? <laughs> That's yeah. we we don't know. Yeah, yeah, we're we're on the fence on that one. <laughs> yeah, can 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 he be normal for a little while? Very true. That, I mean, of course. I mean, for the amount of money they would offer him, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody can play normal for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I, I want to mention right now that Elias, we're very excited that you were able to join. I do want to say like right from earlier, we mentioned just a little bit of technical difficulties so for the people out there, right? Because Elias is in the Dominican Republic right now. Yeah, and we have issues with just having running electricity for longer than 24 hours. Um, so apologies. Exactly. <laughs> But you're at least you're on right now with your like you know your your data plan right and you're on your phone so you're yeah. a trooper you're doing the best you can to to join yeah, even yeah. on Zoom yeah day. we're we're pretty used to just figuring shit out and running with it right and, and extreme- uh huh no I was gonna say that and we're extremely happy and honored to have you here um thanks man and just we wanted to know the basic thing of course which got us started on this podcast initially and got us all together and keeps us all together here what got you into comic books in the first place um so what got me into comic books was i always liked the adventure stories when i was a kid i was like always like the weirdo kid in school um so like i would be by myself in the library 
instead of like recess or just sports. Um, so I would always be reading and I liked adventure stories. And then I, I came into comics um, through probably like the worst method, which is I started pirating shit, um, which then I stopped obviously when I was able to like understand what I was doing. But as a kid, I would just download like just massive torrents of just an infinite amount of comics um, just because I saw these characters and I saw these like, I would see images on the internet or movies or animations or stuff that I could get to watch. But since we don't have comic book stores proper in, in the DR, I could never get to read these. This was like before Comixology took off and, and that. So it was harder for me to gain access to these things. So it's like, okay, I need to see more of this because I'm seeing, I, I love the DC animation movies because I think they're leagues ahead of the Marvel ones. Like the Marvel live action movies are way above the DC ones, but in animation, DC takes the cake. So I would see these animations and I'm like, okay, I want to know more. And I, one of my favorites is Green Latin. So I wanted to know more about this guy because he had so very few roles in animation and like his movies aren't that great. Um, so like, I think that's one of the first characters that got me into comics. I was like, okay, I need to know more. And then I read like the whole Blackest Night saga. Oh. Um, yeah, which is great. It's wild. Um, it's one of the most epic things ever written in all of comic book lore. It's insane. So buying those for me is harder. And especially at, at that time when I was coming out, because like I wasn't, it's harder to afford reading comics from here. And especially things like Blackest Night, where you need to read not only the, the compendiums you can buy, which are easier for someone outside of the US, but also all these serialized crossovers and stuff. And it just becomes this pretty impossible thing to do. So I would have to do that. And then I stopped because and I can, um, I can imagine that that's also like work, you know, because you're also having to figure out online. All right. What's the right reading order? Right. Because then you're downloading massive it, files, I'm assuming, yeah. and making sure wait, yeah. what's first, what's next. So I was like, I was like, when I started re reading comics proper, I was like 17, 18. I um, so you can imagine, like, I would try to find the, the whole reading order and then just turn it into a checklist and then just try to get everything before I started reading. Because when I started reading comics, I would go wild. Like, I'd go for just four, five, six hours straight on my computer, which was horrible to read comics on your computer. Not even an iPad. I would just... And because also, also this, I think that's cool because that predates from like what you said from comicsology and all right now reading digital comic books. It's kind of uh, normal. It's and, way easier. And super easy. Exactly. Back then, because I remember I used to download comics. I've done that at times before and not anymore. Uh, but it's like exactly like how do you transition? It's just a pin in the ass to open the panels. But look at you like busting your ass to get because for Blackest yeah, so Night, how would you not? It's. Yeah, so I would read that one. I would read um, Top Cow. I think it's Top Cow. It was a publisher that did a lot of like the weird ones where everybody's super hot. Um, like, uh, what's this girl with the sort of metallic 
symbiote thing. Oh, and, uh, which, which blade? Which blade? Mm-hmm. So I think Top Cow, did, it was either Top Cow or Aspen that did uh, which blade. And that's uh, so, Mike, Michael Turner, no? Rest in peace, Michael Turner. Yeah. R.I.P. Michael Turner, who drew the prettiest Hulk ever. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. That Hulk was beautiful. So he also had, uh, in the same world of Witchblade, you had this series. I forgot the name, but it was like these sort of aquatic people that could. Fathom. I forgot the name. Which one? But Fathom. Was, Fathom. Yes. Yes. That one. So that was one of the first ones I read too. Uh, and I just came across all these weird stories online. And so, yeah. And even even now it's easier to read comics because also they're more available, not only in the, in the sense that they're digital, but also in the sense of regions. Like so, sometimes you wanted to buy something online that it, it just, for some fuck reason, it wasn't available to your country. That's, those are the worst words you can hear as someone that wants to consume content. If you put on like a YouTube video or want to buy a comic book or want to buy a book and it says not available in your region or in your country, you get mad as hell because it's not like you're trying to, you're not trying to do something illegal. You're trying to go the right way. That's straight up like oppression of knowledge. (laughs) And then it's like, oh no, you can't. I was like, why? Because you're in the wrong country (laughs) Exactly. read geopolitical oppression. Because your phone number starts with one, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? So I would resort to piracy just because, like, getting the whole blackest night, even if it's actually like pretty impossible from here, would run me up what five hundred dollars? Good lord, maybe more. Yeah, because the compendiums. Uh, yeah, if you're getting if you're getting the true, you know, paper or like, or, or like all the tie-ins and everything. Like yeah, that, yeah. If you try to get okay. Blackest Night, like the whole crossover reading, it would probably run me up, probably more because <laughs> I bought Blackest Night and Green Lantern, like the first volumes, um, of those, and each of those was like thirty-five dollars. Probably, I think one was a bit more. Um, and that's two books. That's just two books. Word. So not only two books, these are two heavy ass books. Then then I gotta pay not shipping and courier to the, to this country. Oh yeah, who charged yeah. me by the pound? Damn. So, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. And we 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 actually yeah, it's actually thanks to Rod, I got really into Jeff John's Green Lantern run. And and I do think like for example to enjoy Blackest Night, you kind of really have to read the whole run. Like yeah. that Rod really got me. And Rod, were you you were buying those books? as they were coming out or, or just yeah it's all started with rebirth right with yeah. green lantern rebirth and then it, it kind of ends with uh the war of green lanterns that's how jeff johns ended his one of the most epic runs in comic book history yeah. and it's funny that you mentioned that you started pirating because of that storyline because the first comic book i ever pirated was because it was sold out in the comic book stores was <laughs> a tie-in to blackest night mm. and i just it, it's the one where like Superboy Prime gets a yellow ring or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I could have. Oh. He has to throw down. He has to throw down with uh, uh, Ion or something. No, 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 not Ion. Um, What's the uh, the the Kryptonian guy? He's not Kryptonian, but he's of that right, like, right. lineage. That's, he's short that's, of that. that. It's the Mon- uh-huh. Monel guy, no? It, it like no, nah, it's not Monel. It's I, I'll look it up. Something L. 
But yeah, like with, with those crossovers, you get so addicted to whatever's happening that there's no way for you to like stop. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna just wait <laughs> for the information to be available to me. And then I'll figure out what happens. There's no way. There's no way. You just say, I'll figure out how to pay this back in the future. <laughs> it's like, right now, I need, I to, know. need to know what the like, fuck just happened. Like, there are priorities in life, and they yes. have been rearranged yes. because I yeah. read this. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's very addictive. And speaking of priorities, you're actually just to highlight, you're already showing us how much of a true comic book fan you are and <laughs> what you're willing to do to, to get what, you know, fucking what you need. Yeah. You were also mentioning to me the other day off air uh, that, that, that also you have Neil Gaiman's autograph on, yeah, on right. the Sandman. What, what was it? Overture? Overture. Yeah. It's so. For people right now out you, there, he's bringing out the book right now to show us. Yeah. And also, I'm a huge Gaiman fan. And also, like, how did you get that? Like, was was like I'll Neil Gaiman in wait, DR? Wait, give, me or, one, like, give, me, give me one second. Let me get it. He, he was in a resort in the DR, and I believe Elias stalked him. I think that's exactly what the story went. No, no. <laughs> Neil Gaiman is he Dominican? I don't remember. No, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Le dicen el guy. No, so so Neil Gaiman had this interview with Junot Diaz in New York, like back when Junot Diaz wasn't a problematic name to say. Um, yeah. Uh, so he had this thing on his birthday. Right. Um, and it was in a church in Brooklyn, which was weird already. It's new so the, the tick so the tickets for the show were free, but I'm I'm in the DR. So I just I got two just because I wanted to have the option to then say no. And you know? how long ago was this? This was about I think it was three years ago. Damn. Yeah, it's like two or three years ago. So, so you're, um, you're so you're in the DR, right? And just for people to know, right? Because you're in Santo Domingo, right? In the capital. Yeah, I'm yeah. in Santo Domingo. And so I see these tickets go up, and I get two, just because I'd rather just have the option. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be in New York for that time. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to make it. Just I don't know, but I have two tickets. So um, I managed to get to New York by that date. It's like the tickets came up for, for sale, comilla, like two, three months before. So it wasn't like a rush thing. They just came up and I figured out how to be in, the, in, in New York for that time. And that was pretty great because then I got his signature. And um, he is showing us the goods, folks. Yeah. And I'm not talking so about his junk. It was the signature. I haven't <laughs> even read it because I, I don't like touching it a lot yes like i don't like moving it too much because it's signed um yeah and i got two for a friend of mine a friend of mine from childhood that she she's even a bigger gaming fan than me i'm a huge gaming fan because um for a while i stopped reading like just i i read a lot I, and i used to read a lot so in my teens like i stopped um like consuming a lot of novels and stuff. So when I moved to New York for a while, um, the, one of the first books that I finished and really enjoyed reading was American Gods. Ooh, um, I read that nice. recently myself for the first time. So it's, it's good. Really good. It's so good. 
So I got, and like the, it's a misleading book because the, the beginning is pretty slow. Yeah. It's like a slow burn kind of yeah. beginning. Uh, so you, you kind of feel fooled as to what you're reading. So if anybody's going to read this book or is reading it right now, just keep going, stick with it. Yeah, keep going because Game it opens it's, up a whole world to you. It's, it's purposeful so that you, you feel like this real world is getting, you know, hammered. And then you, um, you got to assume it's pretty, pretty fucking good. Cause it also, it got, it got made into a show, right? Like, yeah. It got made into a show I and, and it's a pretty it. good show. I saw yeah. the first I season. Um, I saw the first season. It was, it was really good. Um, I got to check really out good. the second, I, but the production value was on point. Yeah. And, and I think they did some really good adaptations of certain characters. Um, and like Neil Gaiman's been popping lately too, right? Because also we have exactly the American God show was made not that long ago, right? And then recently, you know, we had uh, his audiobooks come out that Rod yeah, loved and, and we've been dying to check out. But who, 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 his audiobooks came out. And I think he's working on a Sandman yeah, adaptation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which and I have no idea how the fuck they're going to pull that one off. There's a honestly. show on Amazon Prime too, right? That's based off of his work. With like oh. angels and devils yes, or some shit. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, uh, Good Omens. Good, good Omens, omens yes. is so good. I saw. So, I, I started watching it, but I think it got canceled. No, no. It's just. It's no. It's thing is, it's a miniseries. Oh, it was a miniseries. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like a six, seven episode run. I, start, um, I started like, and the it's first great because David Tennant is on it, and he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, and it's a fun story. I really like the Good Omens story, and it's a really good book. Because it was written between him and Terry Pratchett, and Terry Pratchett was the shit. Um, and who, he who had Terry like Pratchett? a what? Who, who was Terry? So Terry Pratchett wrote what has to be the most convoluted reading experience, which is this world. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this world, but this world is this just whole universe where. Wait, and a quick side note that I just realized that. He just stumped the entire Legion just now. <laughs> That's that has to be noted that we are literally all mm-hmm. just sitting down like kids around the campfire, like like wait what? <laughs> like like tell what us is more. This? Tell us more. I googled the shit out of that. Yeah. Man, as soon as he said it. But wait, wait, wait. Just to confirm though, but we're not talking. Is this a graphic novel? Because because the the Good Omens isn't a graphic novel. No, it's an actual. No, it's a it's a novel. It's a novel. Nah, I then we so. don't we don't read. It doesn't have if it doesn't have images. Fuck that. I need pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think there's some Discworld graphic novels though. Um, and I would suggest you you ex- experiment with the Discworld reading thing because you can start. It literally doesn't have like a linear reading order. You have like different entry points into that universe. So it and it's it's, it's wild. So yeah, check it out. Terry Pratchett was a great guy. Damn. Um, All right, but, look at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the first here. I'm glad that happened. <laughs> yeah man so it's yeah, it's I mean, dope to see that you've been you, you, you've been dedicated to this stuff man and so what's 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 the latest is there anything like you were talking about your passion for the blackest night and how far you went to read that is there is there what, what's the latest shit you've been reading that fucking like so i haven't i haven't read comics in a in a while the last things i read were east of west saga and paper girls nice um so i bought I bought the next ones for East of West and and Saga, which I got like recently. But then I was buying some stuff for work online, and then I got this one because it just looked amazing, which is Descender. Oh, nice. Um, so I have not started reading it yet. I'm finishing a book about extinctions. So <laughs> I'm 
trying to get done with that one before I get into this one. But I really like comics. And I was talking with, with Miguel about how what I like about comics is how weird they get. Like there's some stories you're, you'll only get in comic book form because whenever they even try to get made for live action, they get, there's no way to bring to live some worlds or you need someone with just this huge creative grasp of imagination that can be able to do it. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know how they're going to pull Dune off, for example, which is just a novel. Um, but still in these, the paper holds more than the film sometimes, oftentimes. So like, uh, for example, the, the aesthetic for Star Wars was brought about by this movie, by this comic that got later turned into a movie by, it was, what was the name? Um, it's, it's like a French comic that pretty much built the whole aesthetic for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and then it got made into a movie that just resembles Star Wars a lot because it was referencing it, that happens, which there's a source material that refer, that makes for inspiration for a thing. And then the original thing for it references the sort of, so there's like a cycle, weird, like a weirdly cyclical thing there. Yeah, I'm seeing um, Valerian and Loreline. Yeah, Val- Valerian and the Thousand Planets, Thousand Suns. That sounds insane. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that's where the whole aesthetic for Star Wars came up, which is is cool. I really got into the EU for Star Wars as a while too, which I'm, I was really sad about losing when the new movies came out. That shit broke my heart. <laughs> Like the whole Sith mythology is crazy. <laughs> um, and then you're seeing exactly like it's hard to kind of, that's the beauty of the comic books that they can get as wacky, as crazy, as fantastical as, 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 as they can. And, and it's really hard to recreate that in, in movies. I do think that's probably why we're, we're kind of now at a place where we're getting the best possible comic book movies that we've ever gotten. Right. Cause, cause the, the technology's there, you know, obviously sometimes we do, we've mentioned this before. We're like, we, we can get a little bit tired of so much CGI, uh, but at least it's yeah. still good and you're still liking it, but there's shit. Like you mentioned, you know, you've been reading saga saga is an amazing fucking book. I think all of us here love it. Well, wait, no chess. You haven't read saga, right? I have not. I have that shit in my backlog on comicsology. Like I ha- my backlog on comicsology because of unlimited and having access to free shit <laughs> is so big. But <laughs> I have like all of it. In- I have like all of Invincible on that shit. I have all of like Saga. I think it's on there. Like I got a backlog. I got to read that shit. Yeah, but Saga's yeah. a must, dude. You have to read Saga. Saga Saga's great. Yeah, it's definitely it, on my book. It'd be list. a trip how to see Saga like made into live, you know, action like that. That'd be really it'd be really fun. It I has don't think to happen, right? It has to happen. At this point, what I'm seeing is when it comes to that type of shit, is a matter of when, not if. Like if if a comic has had like a massive selling streak and it's super critically acclaimed. Like all the big companies that are streaming now, they're all just scrapping at any intellectual yeah, property. Right. So and it's you, only a matter of would, when. Yeah, and you'd think, right? Because Why the Last Man is one of Brian K. Vaughn's <sighs> most famous uh, comic book runs. The only comic book I think in the history of me reading to make me cry. And y'all, y'all know that I have read Why the Last Man, the the, the panels Damn. that elicited that response. But that shit's <laughs> yeah. been in pre-production hell yeah. forever. I got chills. <laughs> it's been it's like it was gonna be 
a movie first with Shia LaBeouf, and then it was going to be a yeah. series at Amazon, and then who knows where the fuck that shit is now. Yeah, now it's like production hell. It's going to be a series of movies on Amazon with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> the, the worst timeline. Yo, when is Shia LaBeouf gonna, you know, bless us with a superhero movie I, I, or a show? I got him at, as my Moon Knight, by the way. Just throwing that did, out there. He, he did a really crazy. good. He, he, did you see him in the last movie? He was the David Ayer. No, where he um, was like, like he well, like brown face, no, like people come. No, he <laughs> wasn't brown face. No, 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 no. He was a white guy who oh. just hung with Latino dudes. What was it? Like, uh, right. Peanut Butter Falcon or like something like that. That was another it's, movie. It's what? He 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 recently did a movie called Peanut Butter Falcon, right? I'm not tripping. That's the name. That's the title of the movie. The closest was, thing Shia LaBeouf has done for comic book movies has been like the Transformer films, no? Yeah, which were pretty epic in their own right. Yeah, I wish you would have stuck with those. Those things are awesome. Yeah, but I just I just googled and it seems apparently Why the Last Man, the TV series, is set. It was supposed to set the premiere during the 2020. 2021 uh, 20, season on FX on Hulu. So it was set to premiere. So who knows? Is it like they might still premiere it? That would be fucking amazing. That would be incredible to see that. So, so okay. So I have a question. Like, what are the wildest? What What would you say is your wildest comic book reading? But also, what's your like not wildest? Because I also like comics that aren't sci-fi and aren't fantasy. Because, like, one of my favorite comic books is Blankets. Um, and Blankets, that shit made me cry on page 10. <laughs> I was at the doctor's just waiting. And I started reading this because I'd heard it was great. I'd bought it. And I'd rented it out because I have this, this sort of library. Um, and I hadn't read it yet. And then I started reading it. And I'm just at the doctor's just waiting on my turn. And I'm crying. And it looks like I just got bad news at the doctor's, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that at the beginning, before you started telling us, I thought you were going to say that you cried so much because of blankets that it made you go to the doctor. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how good it was. <laughs> like, he was concerned. Was... He's like, I need to get this checked. <laughs> like, why am I crying I... so much? Yeah, something with my tear ducts, man. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, that's how it's good gushing. it was. What was that series about? So, blankets is, um, kind of memoir thing about this guy and his experiences as a child but then also as a young adult teenager and love and it's a comic book i think it's made and it's written and drawn by the same person i think um and the panels are some of the most beautiful panels i've ever seen in anything ever it's all black and white um but it's it's just it looks amazing like every panel feels like it's very own work of art there's some panels that i would just take photos and scan it and just use it as my backdrop for my phone damn that's crazy because it looks so great just look for look for some examples for blankets and you'll see that this just looks amazing there's one where it's him holding on to the girl he was seeing and there's all this like because he gets very poetic with what he's drawing so it's a very real thing but what i like about comics is that you can get poetic without getting fake and you can put all sorts of references into your panels without them interrupting the flow of your story like if you read sandman you'll see that sometimes in let's say they're in um, a library or like like a home and there's some 
some things in the background that references something else, but it's not interrupting the flow of your story. But if you focus, if you take the time, you'll see like all these neat little details. So it's pretty great. It'll be like a Shakespeare Easter egg or something along those lines and stuff like that. <laughs> Word. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that sounds that sounds like a trip. I've never I haven't even heard about blankets before, actually. And and definitely curious to check it out. I don't I haven't read anything, I think, like that. Like, what, what, what about you guys? Chess Rod. I mean, I would say the craziest story arc, which it caught me by surprise, was as a kid. And I think Rod knows what I'm going to say, because um. I threw it up on the page recently as like my uh this is the, the moment it's gonna uh, happen. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely have to be Crimson. That was basically the craziest story arc. It was by Cliffhanger Comics, um, which it, which was an imprint of I forgot of what company. I think it was Wildstorm or something like that. I think okay. so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um it was yeah, it was about this kid named Alex Elder, who gets attacked by vampires and then gets thrown into this weird apocalyptic conflict while he's getting mentored by, like, the people that came before Adam and Eve. And it involves, like, esoteric holy orders. It's an insanely, like, yet super layered. But the art by Umberto Ramos is amazing. It is some of the most beautiful art. And the ink is just so well done. It, it might be, like I said, it might be the craziest story arc I've ever read to date. Like, I've ne- like it's the only story arc I've read <laughs> over and over over the course of my life. Look Damn. up Crimson. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. That felt so good. Four yeah. tomes, right? Yeah, four tomes. There's four different tomes, yeah. <laughs> and it's to the point that, like, it took me, like, a few years to accumulate them all. And that was after the series had ended years ago. That's how good it was that I hunted down all, all four volumes. Nice. Yeah. yeah, for me, it's a tough question to answer. Like the wildest or like the most off the beaten path comic book. Um, there are a few. I mean, I want to throw the original Crow series by James O'Barr. Beautifully drawn. Uh, I'm not going to say it's better than the movie because very few things are better than that movie. But it's definitely <laughs> like a different take because like the whole murder sequence, uh, it, it's different. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like a different story. The movie did its own thing playing off the same storyline. Uh, so I would put that and even more indie, I guess we're going a little bit indie with this. I'd say A Stray Bullets by uh, David Lapham. I don't know if you guys read that one. I've heard of that I one. think he also writes and draws that one. That That's a... Damn. You know, it's not a superhero book. It's just like a trippy, like, how fucking odd is America type of comic book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Stray Bullets. Yeah, I've heard of that. I, and, I've, and I've seen it, like, I've heard that recommended as, like, one of those books that you should probably read. You know, cool. I'll check that out. And also, um, that was a bit of a quick, deep cut right there, because that would mean that, for those of you who might not know, and if I'm not mistaken, The Crow is one of the OG comic book films then. Yeah. Which a lot of people, I'm assuming, would not know that. Like, that movie is that. De- I think that movie has definitely gone beyond being a cult classic. It's a classic. That movie is, like, it's a classic. And a lot of people don't know. Yeah, that's a comic book movie. Yeah, and it still hits to this day. Like, I, I watched it maybe, like, during oh, yeah. the quarantine or something. I still loved every scene that Brendan Lee is in. He steals every scene that he's in. Wait, 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 wait. So, The Crow 
was the comic book first or the or they made a movie and then they made a comic book about the movie the comic book is first james oh. obar after his uh, fiance you know they were in a car accident she she uh, died you know to handle yeah. with his grief he wrote a comic book series and it ended up being the crow and and i think the comic book is actually darker than the movie if you can believe that uh, and his beautiful art, it was recently uh, recollected um, in a, like a prestige format. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, they, the Brandon Lee film came out and just, you know, created a whole goth rave nightclub fascination <laughs> in movies and shit, you know? Yeah. That is an awesome piece of information. I legit got some goosebumps just listening to that. I never <laughs> knew that. That's crazy. So, yeah, people out there of you who don't know, The Crow is a comic book movie. Boom. Well, I would say a comic book film. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that. I knew there was comics for Crow, for the Crow, but I didn't know they came before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole character, his whole his whole history is in tragedy, right? He was born mm-hmm. of tragedy. Mm-hmm. The film ended in tragedy. And of yeah. course, the following Crow, um, like all the sequels, go on the same list as, um, what's it called? Mortal Kombat Annihilation and Rocky Five. They do not exist. Yeah. Blade yeah. Trinity, though that shit. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. That same <laughs> that giant fucking crappy nexus of shit movies that do not exist on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> that we ignore. And now, of course, another obvious question that um everyone out here would definitely is gonna want to know about Elias is what's your favorite superhero, man? Like we all got one. Um, I'm glad that you had mentioned um that you read Rebirth because I am a Green Lantern fan to the point that I have his logo tattooed on my chest. Nice. Where do your loyalties my lie? Part. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Super, superhero is a wide concept in comics each day more and more. You can go anti-hero uh, if you want. That's fine. So, like, I I think I would say, like, in classical superheroes... I would say Green Lantern as well because I like I like most superheroes, sure, but some some I can't relate to. Like I can't relate to a Thor story. Like I don't, I wouldn't really care much about reading Thor. I think I'm more excited about reading the newest things where he's like split from Mjolnir and there's like a girl Thor and stuff. Um, but I think it would be Green Lantern because of what he represents. Um, Because I've always been a guy who values willpower. Not necessarily. I don't feel like the most willpower kind of guy, though. (laughs) I'm more driven by curiosity. But you value Um, it. But I value it a lot. And so I think my favorites would be be Green Lantern because – it's it's either between Green Lantern and Iron Man, but more than Iron Man, Tony Stark. Uh, mm. Like, not the heroic feats, but, like, the depressed guy mm. who tries to do the best he can. Wow. But I feel I like those that. are very wildly different characters, no? Yeah, like, very yeah. I mean, so. yeah, but people are wildly different within themselves. Yeah. So, so for me, like, Green Lantern, I remember this comic I was reading with Parallax. where uh, he's fight- We got like, Rod showing exactly what you're describing. The deep yeah. in the bottle cover. Yeah. So so like with Green Lantern, I remember this one time he was fighting Parallax, and Parallax is is asked like yelling at him, like, why won't you stop? Right. Like, why won't you stop fighting against me? Because 
like you know you're gonna lose or whatever um and how was like i i couldn't even if i knew how to like he just can't stop himself from trying to push and you know so to, to just push through and then with iron man is this same same thing as with david Duchovny's character in californication where he's a sad piece of shit but he's <laughs> He knows what being sad is like. So he's trying to like help the others, you know? He's trying to just do the best he can and he fucks up enormously and constantly. Right. And, so, and actually that point makes me think is because, right, one of the iconic stories for Iron Man back in the day was like he had to deal with his alcoholism and it really got in the fucking yeah. way. He almost hurt people being an alcoholic. And I don't think, I can't remember off the top of my head any other characters like that superhero or antihero that had to deal with some kind of addiction like that and then kind of overcome Me, it. I rod definitely, definitely yeah. not mainstream. Uh, I got, I got one. Uh, Moon Knight. Um, Moon Knight has a, he's like a schizophrenic. Yeah. He, he's been on all kinds of pills, and Word. I remember uh, the the run that started in about 2007, drawn by uh, Finch. Right. Right. Where like the opening sequence is him just like, in, I don't know, like in a trap house with like, you know, pills scattered Damn. all about him. <laughs> and then he like, you know, finds the will to to reclaim that, you know, his his title as the Moon Knight and shit like that. So that's another another like there's a uh, Batman one hard luck hero. Ah, and you know what's funny? I, Batman Venom. I think I see like an, mm-hmm. I think I see kind of like an underlying theme with all these characters that you guys named. And it's funny that we started with Green Lantern. It seems to be they all have strong willpower. Microphone drop. I'm out. I'm done with this episode. Goodbye, guys. Are, are we gonna go with like favorite comic book character, like ever, or keep it a superhero? Oh. Damn. damn. Ooh, because damn favorite comic book. How about we just open it up? Let's make it broader. Let's do it. Favorite comic book character ever. Yeah. Shit. That's too big of a question. Almost. Damn. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go first. And you guys know what the fuck I'm going to say. The guys that know me. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. I'm going to go with Nightwing. I, what? Because, because you know how, like, in Dragon Ball Z, we got to see, like, the characters grow up. Like, Gohan yeah, yeah. got to grow up. Comic book characters were always static to me. Like, Robin was always yeah, a teenager. Very true. Peter yeah. Parker is always a teenager. And then I remember um, in season four of Batman the Animated Series, where we see Nightwing for the first time, and there's like a new little littler Robin, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, there's progression here. Like yeah. people are growing up, and it, you know, at that time I'm in high school, you know, I'm trying to like to figure shit out myself, and seeing him kind of like, you know, because Batman is the almighty father figure to me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always feel like he's that the perfect man that you want to model yourself after. I mean, some people think about Jesus, whatever, blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> I think about Bruce Wayne, I mean, right? Batman, yeah. Batman, Jesus, basically the same thing. Same thing, <laughs> except, you know, anyway. No, not going to that. But, yes, it, it was cool to see that, you know, now, and also it showed growth in the Batman character, that one of his sons grew up and left the house. I mean, okay, comic books are moving forward. It's not the same thing where these guys never age. It's not, yeah, it's not the same. So thing. Uh, that's my favorite character, right there. Damn, that's, that's a really good reason, yeah, right that, there. That's, that's a deep one. Let's pass it over to the guest, Elias. What what would be your favorite character? Would you still stick with Green Lantern, or is there now making it more broad? It doesn't have to be a superhero, right? So yeah, it doesn't have to be a superhero. So I don't. 
I don't really know. Like be, beyond superheroes, um, most comic book characters tend like tend to be a bit more. I don't know, because like, because like, um, Sandman. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Um. Yeah, because I'm wondering, because outside of co- a superhero books, I think most characters, main characters, like either they, they like, do they grow in the like same? Very personal. Yes, exactly, exactly. I think I think probably the one, there's one I was talking to Miguel ayer, um, which I, I it's thing is you can't really separate these characters from the stories. So this character would only work in this story, and. I don't think it would be my favorite because I don't really play for favorites, but um, I think it's one of the most impactful ones, which is uh, the main character in Day Tripper. So Day Tripper for me was, yeah, Day Tripper for me was a very impactful comic because I was going through some shit. Like I was going through depression uh, through like what, like how is life meaningful? Um, So I found this comic while I was living in Spain um, and I found it in Spanish which is not necessarily my favorite way to read comics unless they're made in Spanish. Yeah. Um, But this book is made by Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba, uh, who are, I think, Brazilian. Um, And twin brothers, actually. Yeah, twin brothers. They just use different names. And just to put, like, the mishmash of all the nationalities that you just put in. So you're a dude who's Dominican, who's in Spain, who's reading a comic book by Brazilian creators got okay go ahead. yeah that's actually <laughs> written in english that's written originally. in that's written in english i just wanted to i just wanted to encapsulate that real quick i didn't want to let that yeah, go it's, by it's globalization the comics. Yeah, exactly. uh, so this book is interesting because uh the main character dies at the end of every chapter damn right so he dies at the end of every chapter so the whole book goes through his whole life right so this book is trying to answer or trying to at least show like does life matter more or less because it was cut short or it went longer. Um Damn. so like so yeah so like it'll it'll give you it'll give you like the segment where he meets someone that he thinks is going to be the love of his life. So they meet and uh they're supposed to Meet, meet by the beach at night, but then he ends up drowning going on the boat. So then that's where that story ends, this sort of promise of unfulfilled love and what would have happened. But then the next chapter starts and they've been together for like five or seven years and they're actually separating. Um, so now, now, like, you start the question, like, is it worse or better that he kept on, like, his, that his life kept on going? So... By killing him at different chapters of his life and then just sort of continuing the next chapter as if he never died um, makes you wonder, like, is how is life meaningful or is life meaningful at every moment and the exercise of it? Or is it meaningful because you fulfilled? So it blew my mind because I was in a hard moment. So I think that would be my personal favorite just because it hit me at the right time. And then in this story, does the character have awareness of this and knows? Like, no, no, oh, no. It's, you it's know as the reader. Up. Okay. Yeah, you as a reader know, but it's not. So the next chapter just keeps on as if the, the dark 
ending of the previous chapter didn't happen. So if the dark ending was, oh, he was going to meet this girl, but he drowned, then the next chapter continues as if he actually met her and life went on. That's trippy. It's, yeah. <laughs> hence, hence the title. Hence the A-Tripper. Yeah. yeah. That's a tri- I definitely want to read. I got to check. There's, there's several, several stories that you've told us that for us to definitely include. Yeah, man. There's just like so many characters out there. Oddly enough, I'm torn between between two very interesting villains, Um, oddly enough. And like, I want to say they're one of my favorites, like I think characters of all time, like it would be Bane. But I think I'm actually torn between Raz al Ghul and Lex Luthor. Because, and those would be, I think, my two favorite comic book characters outside of like your standard hero archetype, or even outside of your standard villain archetype, is because these are two men who could literally save the world. Oddly enough, like if you think about it, these two men could actually do more good for the world than the heroes that stop them. Yeah. <laughs> But they choose not. Yeah, to but they choose you. not to. Like, like, like. I think it's comic book canon that Lex Luthor could have cured cancer if he wasn't so obsessed with Superman. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, if like if Superman wanted to do good, he'd just move out of the planet. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like, if if Ra's al Ghul didn't slightly just take like a dark turn with his justification of shit, he, like he'd be able to save the planet. But, like, yeah. not want to kill everyone to, you know, like, be like a bullshit, like, agent of the green or some shit like that. But yeah. but I think <laughs> but I think I would honestly be torn. You know what? I'm going to say Lex Luthor. Just because of the amount of good that he could do, but his own bullshit just stops him. Like a lot of us out there. I mean, Jeff Bezos says what? Exactly. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? There you go. There you go. Exactly. Right. Which which iteration would you say is the best Lex Luthor? Oh, whew, of course. The fucking Batman Superman Adventures wavy ass Lex Luthor with the deep voice. Voiced by, if I'm not mistaken, Clancy Brown, I think his name is. The dude who also voices the um Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Yeah. You never see SpongeBob again with the same eyes. Yeah, the same, the same guy. Are it's, you ready? Like, like, um, Mr. Oh Krabs, if I'm not mistaken, is Clancy Brown, who is also the main bad guy in the first season of the live-action Punisher with John Bernthal. What the fuck? That's Whoa. the vo- that's the voice of Lex Luthor. What? what? We we need fact checkers on this. We need to Please. check this is all. Go ahead. Rods no, on rats, it. Rats on. Right, because you can just keep adding characters, and I would be like, what? <laughs> exactly. Like, you can be like, and he also like, he also did My Little Pony. He was rapping. <laughs> like what? But yeah, um, right. If he's on My Little Pony, I'm gonna cry. I'm just die laughing. No, but yeah, yo. This prolific voice actor also did Surtur and Thor Ragnarok. Oh. This guy has quite a resume. Yes, SpongeBob, Mr. Krabs, fucking what else we got here? Jesus Christ. Then Taskmaster, he's done Parallax in the he Green Lantern Parallax? movie. What the fuck? Whoa. This guy was on everything. <laughs> yeah, he's in everything. He's the new, like, new Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, Clancy Brown, right? That's his name? Yeah. Yeah, he's a god, man. He's epic. Damn. All, All right. right. So that's a good, I dig. That's a good choice. Lex Luthor. Shout- and deep details, man. 
And plus, kind of like, um, I'm just gonna go ahead. Hashtag don't cancel Chaz. I feel <laughs> I feel like that Lex Luthor is black, and I feel that Lex Luthor should be a black man. Which is happening if you watch the Harley Quinn animated right. series, which I fucking love. It's one of the best shows out right now. They are converting Lex Luthor and Selena Kyle to black characters. That's what I'm talking about. It's just fucking awesome. Yeah, it exactly, exactly. Because in the in the show, it he he is black. Like he's 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 dark. Yeah, dark skin. And, it and, makes sense. And then the voice, as we mentioned, I think in the last episode, is is Giancarlo Esposito. You know, from, yeah. from you know Breaking Bad fame and The Mandalorian yeah. and and another most recent The Boys. Yeah. Boys, I, exactly. Yeah, I feel like for some reason, kind of like. They put Lex in like it's it's not like they did you know with like a Nick Fury where like he was white then he became black but at times they put him in this like weird like the Batman and Superman Adventures Lex you don't know what he is but it's like <laughs> you get the hint that he's black for some reason it's because he has those luscious lips and, and no and, other character had luscious <laughs> lips and then like and then, <laughs> and then like the sultry voice of Clancy is like what, yeah like, it's like what is this Lex but yeah. Can can I can I make one question before we go to Miguel? Yeah. Do you ha do you have characters that you'd you prefer their animated like their voice actors over their live action actors? Oh man, I I got can I may yeah, I do it do it Kevin fucking Conroy exactly yeah. Kevin Even Conroy Hamill, like you, oh my god mm -hmm. like no. these guys just define the voices of these characters in my mind when I'm reading a comic book they're voicing them yeah, yeah. And, and we talked about this in I don't remember which episode I think it was the origins episode or something where we we went into the Batman discussion about who's the best Batman who's the best Bruce Wayne in live action and we crit criticized the voices right also the Batman voice is a little bit different from all the actors you know some more cartoony some less but Kevin Conroy has had the best Batman voice, Bruce Wayne voice. He is Batman. And Mark Hamill, too, as the Joker. That's like the only thing, yeah. the Joker, that I will say, the, the, the latest iteration by Alan Tudyk in the Harley Quinn show, uh, uh, he's a pretty good Joker. And like his voice is, is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, and yeah, no, those, those, those are the best. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would say more than pretty good. I'd say he's like really, really good. Oh, yeah. And shit, I, I mean, like, and... Let's not forget that Kevin Conroy did us the honor and the favor of playing a live action Bruce Wayne in the Arrowverse. We actually got blessed by that. So technically, you can say, technically, Kevin Conroy is the best Batman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's a good that's a really good statement. <laughs> yeah. That's but let me yeah. I, I didn't remember. Do you have no, a preference, no. Elias? Do you, do you have anyone that you prefer as an uh, animated? Obviously, Green Lantern. Like Hal Jordan, uh, wow. voiced by... by um, I'm so shit with names today. The guy from from um, Firefly. Uh, oh, Na Nathan Fillion? Uh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. Like, I think I got tired of Fillion uh, with Destiny, but when... Because I love Firefly. I love Serenity. And... Him as the Green Lantern was just amazing. Because then, I, I, it's a, it's an unfair comparison though. Because I don't think Green Lantern has ever gotten justice again on anything besides animation. And there's only been one live action version, right? We just got Ryan. Yeah, Hall. and it sucks horribly. <laughs> um, and even even he knows it. Like Ryan Reynolds is like aware. He knows he wasn't a good. It wasn't a good movie. Um, 
But I do think Hal Jordan is probably the best. Mark Hamill just defines for me like what Joker is, though. Hell yes. It's it's just installed in my in my head. Cause like I don't know. Like every when you when I see um Batman begin Batman um uh when I see this guy, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with names today. But when I see um this guy who played the Joker Heat Ledger Heat Ledger. Um when I see Heat Ledger playing Joker, it's like, oh, he's so good. He's almost like Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Me I think I would have I would have to have like a bit of a double answer because like all right, so first I want to go with a bit of a obscure one. So it's not really that the live action one is better because it just it's the best iteration of the voice. The dude who did the voice for Optimus Prime in the live action movies. Oh, oh my god. Like yeah. even though those movies got progressively shittier. When when yeah. that dude spoke for some reason, you listened. <laughs> yeah, it's like grandpa's gr- grandpa speaking. Exactly. Yeah, we were, yeah, like you're like it's Optimus Prime. Like Optimus is speaking, and <laughs> and and then one would be a bit of an inverse to your question. It would um it would be I didn't like how they portrayed the character, but I wish he would have voiced the character. Um, and it would be in the Arrowverse having um Manute Bennett play Deathstroke. I wish he would have voiced the character because I thought the character kind of looked like crap in the Arrowverse. Mm. But the they, voice, you like the yeah, look. Yeah, his voice was so good. I love Manu yeah. Bennett's voice. Oh, my God. Like Rod, like, Rod disagrees hard, I think, right? <laughs> Rod is wrong for disagreeing. No, we can't. I'm not going to get to the Deathstroke thing now, but <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought he did a good job as a lot of No, no, no. For example, like I think like him outside of the suit, he did a great job, the voice. But when he was like as Deathstroke and he was suited up, I felt like he was getting ready to play paintball. Yeah, the version 2.0, right? Because there's the original flashback scenes in Arrow where it's like a cloth mask. Oh, I thought yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, yeah. was dope. I thought he looked yeah. really cool that way, and then he got all like you know nerfed. Yeah, exactly. Nerfed exactly. out. And... Yeah. I mean, he did look like he was like sponsored by Nerf themselves, if that's what you meant. Like, <laughs> like he did look he was sponsored by Nerf. But but yeah, I would say yeah. Like oddly enough, it would be like the inverse. I wish that that dude did the voice of Deathstroke. Forever. Yeah. 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 Like he would be like the Kevin Conroy of Deathstroke. Manu Damn. It's high praise. Yeah, no, uh, Michael Chiklis, the voice Slade in the most recent um, Knights and Dragons animated feature. Which I, st- which I still got to watch, but I've seen some clips and I can hear Manu Bennett's voice. <laughs> Chiklis sounded okay, but... And Chiklis is the guy who did who acted, who was the thing, right? In yeah, the, the, Fantastic Four. <laughs> the thing, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Chiklis. Which I'll say that... Um, I, I would go as far as to say that suit... That shit worked for its time. I don't care what anybody says. I, the thing in that movie looked great. I don't care. Don't judge me. I will not be judged. <laughs> we're not going to open that can of worms right now. <laughs> yeah, be, we're gonna, just going to walk away from that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, is there anything left? I think we, we've touched upon. 
I think we're missing your favorite character. Yes. Oh yeah, Miguel. Yeah. Oh shit. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, and for me, it's, it's you can easy. round this out. And I've 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 said this before in other episodes, and 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 for me, I think I'd always has to go to Spider Man. Uh, and Spider Man, Peter Parker, uh, he's always been my favorite character. And I think for kind of along the way, uh, along the same lines of what you know, what you guys mentioned, like Elias with the willpower and, and Rod with the growth, because at least like for me, what I liked about spider-man you know specifically peter parker right because he's had to overcome some fucked up shit on his own throughout his life right with first obviously you know losing his parents and then losing uncle ben you know and then just having to deal with that and then losing gwen stacy and like so much death in his life and he never yeah. had the cushion of like you know the money that iron man has right or like the or, or batman yeah right? exactly or the fame of captain america and being the super soldier no it was just some dude from queens you know at that time like a nerd you know wasn't you know popular in high school and so like i don't know there's all these things that i could relate to you know and then just seeing him overcome and he was like nerdy and shit and then I, it was great that in the comic books do see him he like graduates high school goes to college graduates college and that kind of stuff and then eventually he gets married and shit and but then that get that, that goes away you know and so there's all there's been growth there's been growth especially in the last few years there's been even more growth he was a ceo of his own company and like in a like a technology company and so that was i like that that's why like the current run i'm not a big fan because they've kind of brought him back to the basics and i'm like well i'm like you're kind of deleting the growth he had as a character and, and especially now that we have mm. miles morales spider-man like we can we can revisit that stuff with him like he's in high school yeah growing um so that's what i've loved about him you know because he's had that willpower to go through his shit um and and he has he's grown he's actually changed as a character and and he's and he's always had humor right like he's always just had a good mood about it he's the one that makes the best jokes like when in any kind of situation yeah and, and he is rumored to be like as one of the strongest uh, uh heroes out there you know there's been a lot of different events that kind of point at that at, at his strength that he's always going to overcome shit um and so like for me that i think spider-man's always like he's just close to my heart loving he's also the first superhero that showed me that superheroes can be broke word mm-hmm. facts facts if there's anyone that's had financial struggles it is peter fucking parker <laughs> fucking peter parker yeah exactly he's he's like, he, oh i just yeah he's yeah. Li- he's lived on many many couches like he's like i've seen so many of like issues where he's just crashing in different people's places like i'm like i can relate to that shit <laughs> <laughs> he's the one there. he's the one character who can like hold the series like how to be a hero in like a dollar a day type shit <laughs> yeah and all right guys i think that about wraps up our first episode with a guest here for the legion it is definitely our honor and our pleasure to have mr elias seruje which i made sure to say it correctly this time (laughs) and don't worry about that elias because he always pauses even when saying our name it's always we're the legion on zoom right that is that that is because i have a weird stutter it's a mental thing don't judge me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's for dramatic effect. Exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with it, guys. It's actually because I get. <laughs> yeah. It's actually because I get insanely nervous. But um, so all you guys, <laughs> so all you guys know his um latest special, Inoffensivo, dropped in August twenty first of this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I do want to say that it's gotten already. What is it like over sixty thousand views? Right. So yeah. I yeah, it's, highly it's recommend it. Sixty five thousand. Um, which, which, yeah, because I had to fight my manager and my friend, like my colleagues, 
to publish it on YouTube because they didn't believe we could get over 10,000 views. And I thought we were going to get 50K like December, you know, like maybe starting January. And the fact that I got to 65 and it's not even, it's half of October. Um, I, it's, it's been pretty great. So I, I recorded the show last year and we published it this year. And it was great to have this because for all this pandemic bullshit. So just being able to put out content. So it's on my website and it's also on YouTube. My website's just eliaserulle.com. Um, and there you can like either see it for free or if you can afford to either buy it or donate it, you can also do that because I haven't done shows since March. So yeah, you know, financially. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, check it out. Um, it's it, There's a lot of Dominican stuff to it, but I think it plays pretty well to other audiences. So don't feel like, oh, I'm probably not going to get it. Because I think Latin American troubles are pretty wide set. And it's not just things that pertain to my country. Definitely. And I can vouch for that as a Mexican myself, although I've been immersed in the Dominican culture for, for, for many, many years, you know, like here with my boys and like my wife's Dominican. Right. And so, but, but exactly, I could still seeing, I could, I could really, I could understand a lot of the points that you were making, you know, and like, and like, and you showed today, right. Obviously they're, they're very, they're very witty, very smart jokes, very, very about truth. Uh, you know, but in a very good way that you're not you're not scared to challenge, right? And like you said, like the title says, like not not really offensive, you know, but very very good. I like it. <laughs> it's very very yeah. true. A quick question, yeah. uh, just for, for clarification: yeah. Is it in Spanish or in English? The uh, it's in Spanish. Okay. It's in Spanish. Yeah, I'm trying to just. I don't think we have that many big names in Spanish, so I'm just working on on being able to to just foster comedy in Spanish. Like if I go to the States, it becomes like this wild battle, like doing stand-up in the States in English. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty set course. Like you got to do 10 years of open mics and just grind like a motherfucker. So then I'm trying to do comedy for Spanish speaking people. Firstly. Awesome. awesome. Definitely. Awesome. And hey, man, listen, after talking to you and seeing how much you grind from what we've heard, don't be surprised if a green ring smacks you in the forehead while you're walking down the street. You- <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 re- I, I forgot how much I like Green Lantern until today because I haven't read his stuff in a while. Well, you know what? Uh, you kind of embody being a lantern in a way, considering your craft. So glad, <laughs> definitely glad thanks, that you man. discovered that. Yeah, thanks. So I've had a great, I have a, a great time. I haven't talked about comics in a while. And since we don't have that many comic book readers here, uh, it's been, it's been good. <laughs> well, listen, man, we would fucking love to have you back. It's been a great pleasure for ours. And then for all our fans out there, as usual, like I said in the beginning, get used to it. I'm Chaz. And I'm Miguel. Rod. Later, and our, gu- and our guest, <laughs> sign off, guest. Come on, oh, okay. yeah. And Amelia's, there you go, there you go. An yeah. honorable sign up for our incredible cue, guest. Cue music, and also one last thing we're all Legion of Doom members, and I think it's pretty obvious which one you are, right? I'm Bizarro, Chez's Lex, <laughs> and that's who you picked, right? As your favorite, yeah. Oh, enough. We, we got Megestro, <laughs> and you. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a good point, exactly. Because if you remember from our logo, we're all yeah, we're, of doom. We have you have to get. <laughs> it's a no brainer. I mean, for me, it's a no brainer. Oh, oh, I know what you're thinking. Yes, 
Let's go for it, Rod. Let him know. Who is he? The Joker, Mike. Come on. He's a comedian. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was thinking plays. I was thinking Toy Man, but I was thinking Super Friends. Oh, Toy Man. I did, I did, I did a TEDx, and I actually talked about the Joker on TEDx. So I hope it someday comes out because I haven't seen it. But I, <laughs> I talked about I talked about Joker, the comedian, and Kefka from Final Fantasy VI. So he's either El Guasón or El Juguetero. El Juguetero. El Juguetero sounds weird. <laughs> el Juguetero. Sounds like sounds like. You get arrested for sexual harassment. Like, listen, man. And Juguetero goes back to prison for <laughs> harassing women in Central Park. It's a dark world out there, and we are the it's legion on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Love you all. Always an honor. Always a pleasure. Peace. 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 Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at legiononzoom.com.